Welcome to Winning the World for Christ, a Christ Church Way of the Cross podcast with Bishop Ronald Frazier. Christ Church proudly celebrates 20 years of ministry and service to God. Now, here's Bishop Frazier with today's message. I am Joseph. Genesis chapter 45, beginning at verse number one. Then Joseph could not reframe himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, caused every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him. While Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud. And the Egyptians of the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Do my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him. For they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brother, come near to me. I pray you. And they came near and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath a famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which there shall neither be earring or harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. So now... It was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Verse 3, and Joseph said unto his brother, I am Joseph. Verse number four, and Joseph said unto his brother, come near to me, I pray you. And they came near and he said, I am Joseph, your brother. And that's what I want to preach on today. I am Joseph. Father, speak to our hearts the words of life. Like your word is ringing in my spirit. Help me to communicate it and to share it. To let folks know who they are and not to be ashamed, but understanding that you are working all things together. You're working it for their good, good and bad, ugly and indifferent. You're working it out for their good. And when they come through this, they're going to stand in the place and say, I am Joseph. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus name. Amen. Joseph, as you know, was the pick 
of his father. He was his father's favorite. And when you are your father's favorite, you walk with a certain air, a certain presence. You command that because of who you are. Remember, his father was Jacob. Mm-hmm. Ten other brothers, one more to be born, but ten other brothers alive during this time. But his mom was Rachel. Rachel was the one that Jacob really loved and adored. And when Jacob and Rachel got together to have a child, Joseph was the son that was birthed in this old age. He was his favorite. And there was no bones about who was daddy's favorite. It was Joseph. You knew it. And everybody else knew it because when Joseph came on the scene, he walked down with this coat of many color. At the age of 13, we can see him prancing around like a little prince, just as nice looking, shining coat, carrying the air. He walked like he was a king, only age 13. He was large and in charge. And Joseph understood that God was dealing with him, that God was with him, that God had given him grace. But he didn't quite understand all the things that was going to happen to him. I am Joseph. When we read this particular passage of scripture, we see that Joseph was very, uh, he was involved in working. At the age of 17, his father told him, go check on your brothers. He went down to Shechem to find his brothers, but they weren't there. They were down in Dothan. And so he goes on down to Dothan to find his brothers and he check on them. And when they see him coming, this 17-year-old young man, you can imagine a 17-year-old, his hat, his stature, his height. You're the favorite. You're good looking. You know your mom is the best of the... Okay, let me move that along. Well, you come from the pretty wife. Let's put it that way. Okay. Oh, okay. And so Joseph, this tall 17-year-old coming down with this coat of many color, when his brothers see him coming, they said, here comes that dreamer. Let's get rid of him. They're already plotting to take care of Joseph. Because Joseph, not only was he this 17-year-old, but Joseph had a mouth to tell folks, hey, I had this dream that I was over you, and you guys were bowing before me. I had this other dream again. The sun, moon, and the stars, and 11 stars were all bowing down before So he, now you got to understand, so he had this little braggadocious attitude. You know, my father is this. My father can do this. I'm Joseph. I am the one. He had this arrogance, this pride, this great self-esteem. He didn't worry about who he was because he felt great about himself. His head was lifted up. He walked like he was a kid. Here comes that dreamer. Let's get rid of him. I just want you to know people are not happy because of who you are. People are not happy about what you say and what you see and what you sense that God is going to do in your life. There are dream killers who will try to stop you on every path. And Joseph encountered them. Joseph could have been very bitter at this point in life. His brothers caught him. 
his brother said, okay, let's kill him. No, he is our brother. Let's put him in a pit. And now Joseph goes into the pit. His spirit could have been down and he probably was a little sad. But Joseph understood that even in the pit, the Lord is with me. Wherever I go, whatever happens to me, the Lord is with me. And see, here's the problem with folks. Because you are down, because situation does not work out the way that you want it to work out, you think God has forgotten you. God has forsaken you. You you feel so bad. And I know you should feel bad about what you're going through. But in the midst of feeling bad, don't forget God is still with you. Here is an opportunity for God to show up and show off. God can do what God does best. Show up in the midst of my problems, in the midst of my trials. Here's what God can do. Here is another opportunity. I'm in the pit. They take my coat, that beautiful coat of many colors, of many nations, of many impact that I'm going to have. You can tear my coat, but you made one mistake. That torn coat, you dipped it in blood. And the Lord declared that when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you. And it says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. They dipped it in blood. And Joseph and Jesus' life together are parallel. You can see examples of Jesus in the life of Joseph. Jesus was sold out by his brothers. Jesus was hated by his brothers. Jesus was the favorite of his father. Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver. You see the parallel? It's lining up together, Joseph and Jesus. And you've got to understand that whenever you're going through, when you come out all of this, God's going to get some glory. In the midst of all the things that you've gone through, when you come out on the other side to the glory of God, it may not look like it now, it may not smell like it now, it may not sound like it now, but when I come out of this, God's going to get some glory out of this situation. And so Joseph is now in the pit. Merchants come, slave traders, and they sell Joseph to the slave traders. Now I'm being sold out by my own brothers. Mm -hmm. Many folks have sold us out, sold out by my own brothers. And he goes down to Egypt. You know how the story goes. That wherever he goes, the Lord is going with them. And in the midst of Egypt, he gets into Potiphar's house. And in the midst of Potiphar's house, this 17-year-old good-looking boy, Potiphar's wife, keeps hitting on him. Not one time, but many, many times. And he rejected her advances. Are you listening to me? And because of the rejection, and now the lie comes out that he did this. And he gets thrown into prison. Again, Joseph, things are not working well for you. You have the positive, but you also have the negative. You have these both sides, these both extremes working in your life. And saints, if we would stop for a minute, pause the tape, we would all look back over our life and we can review the positive things that have been working for us. But more than the positive thing, because sometimes we're doing it and not realizing we're doing it. We're blessed and not even realize how blessed we are. We're involved and we're service and not even aware, realizing how we serve. But also the negative things, they stick out like a sore thumb. You can list your negative characteristics quickly. Da, 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 da. 
You can give me the faults that you have. Da 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 da. If you don't believe it, take it and look at your mate. Tell me the faults of your mate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if I ask you to give me the positive trait, you have to say, no, 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 don't spit. Just give it to me. The positive trait. Sometimes it's easier to see the negative than it is to see the positive. But in Joseph's life, he had a way of flipping it. Have you ever met someone who was so negative? I mean, everything that they go through is negative, negative, negative. And that negative spirit drains your energy so much so that you want to tell them, not be quiet. You want to tell them, shut up. Be quiet is the right way to say it, but you just want to tell them, just hush. I don't want to hear it. Oh, here they come again. Here come that negative person with that negative act. But that wasn't Joseph. Joseph was very positive, so much so that while he's now in prison, he looks for opportunity to bless someone in the midst of being in prison. God has gifted you. God has empowered you. Whether you're in the pit, whether you're in prison, there is something that's in you that God has placed that will come out and will come up if you allow it to happen. Oh, God, Joseph gets in prison. And then here the cupbearer, the wine person, Dreams. He gives the interpretation. Tells him in three days you're going to restore, be restored, and you're going to give the king's wine again. And just like he said, it's going to happen. It happens. And here come the baker. I have these three baskets on my head of all these fine things that I have baked. And the birds are coming and eating out of my basket. Joseph said, I'm sorry to tell you, but in three days your head's going to be taken off. Your head is going to be removed. Uh-huh. And so he tells not only the good, but he tells the evil. He tells what he sees. He's using his gift. And when the cupbearer gets out, Joseph asks one request. Remember me. And he gets out of the cupbearer, gets out of prison, but he forgets Joseph. You ever have folks, you bless them, you help them, you labor for them, you help them get where they are and, and advance and do what they have, and they get up and they forget you. Come on, college student, don't you forget your pastor. Oh, Lord, they done God. You made it to the NBA, you scoring, and you making up. Don't you forget the church. Don't you forget Christ's church. God bless you, and you've got into your place. Okay, okay. Don't you forget the folks that prayed you up. And prayed you through. <sighs> Joseph is in prison. But in the midst of being in prison, someone else is out. Someone else is free. Someone else has been blessed through what Joseph had to offer. And when it was time for Pharaoh to dream, he dreamed and could not understand what was going on in his life. He called for an interpreter. And they said, I remember the gift of remembering. I remember when I was in prison. There was a young man by the name of Joseph. He interpreted my dream. He told me what was going on. And Joseph was summoned. And that's what I like about God. God knows where you are. And God knows how to bring you out of a situation. It may look dark. It may look gloomy. It may not be prosperous right now, but when God is finished, he's going to bring you up out of that situation. And if you just flip back over to that chapter, Joseph gives the interpretation. Verse 14, Genesis 41 and verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph. 
and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. Why are you rushing? I've been in here all this time. Yeah, but it's time for you to come out. And for somebody I'm preaching, God is telling you it's time for you to come out. You've been in your dungeon. You've been in your prison. You've been in your low state. You've been until a point where nothing was working for you. But God is calling you out. And I hear in the spirit, God calling you out of that prison. I hear the doors opening up. And I speak prophetically because you can close yourself in a mind. You can close yourself when nothing is working for you. You can close yourself in a situation when it looks like you're on lockdown. Cling, 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 cling. But God is opening up a door. He's calling you hastily to come out of that situation. And if I was you, I would step out in the spirit. Get out of my way because I am Joseph. God is calling me to another calling. He's calling me to another dimension. He's about to shift me in the kingdom to another level. And I'm ready for the shift. I hope somebody else can identify with what I'm saying. Because there's a shifting taking place in this house today. I receive it. Hastily, he comes out. Oh, bless his name. He's coming out. But notice what he did. And he shaved himself. You got to cut some things off for you. Because in prison, I look like a prisoner. I had a beard that reflected the beard of a prisoner. But I'm about to go before the king. I'm about to step in the presence of Pharaoh. And I can't have this old rusty beard. He shaved himself. Another sign of washing yourself. You got to anticipate God doing something for you. There's a spirit of expectation. The calling is over your life. The prophecy is God. And now you got to get do something. You got to shave yourself. You got to wash yourself. You got to change your clothes because a breakthrough is coming. Oh, bless his name. Verse 14. They brought him out with haste and shaved himself. He changed his raiment. He changed. I can't come into those stripes. I can't come to the prison. I can't come out of this prison like this. And now I got to change my clothes because I'm not going before the Pharaoh with these prison garments on. I've got to change my raiment. He came into the presence of Pharaoh. Verse 15. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, yeah, I dreamed a dream. There is none that can interpret it. And I've heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret. And Joseph got him straight. Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it's not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. You got to understand that what, who I am, I'm representing God. I am Joseph and I have great power, but it's not me. It's the God that's in me. If you separate me from my God, I'm nothing. And that's why I said I am Joseph. But who you are, who you are, a son of God, a daughter of God, a child of God. I am a prince. I am a princess. I belong to a royal heritage. Jesus Christ. I'm Joseph. God is the one that's going to answer you. And he says, okay, and I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. Oh, he gives the interpretation. He tells him, okay, seven years, famine. Seven years, prosperity. God's going to bless you. God's going to take you through. But in the midst of this famine, you got to prepare yourself. When things are not good, you got to prepare yourself. You got to store up. And saints, please take warning and take heed now. Don't spend all of your money. Save some of your money. Invest some of your money. 
the times that we're living in, it may not be time to run and just buy a new car because you can buy a new car. It may not be time just to spend it all because you can spend it all. You better save some of it. You better bank some. It's good times now, but beyond good times, hard times are coming. And when you are Joseph, you are a custom to hard time hear the message and get the essence of what I'm trying to say I am Joseph I'm not this little silver spoon rich kid who come out of nowhere no 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 I am a kid I am a kid who is accustomed to hard times I'm accustomed to suffering I know what it is to have people jealous of you because of who you are I know what it is to see things in the spirit and others not see it, and you speak it, and it comes to pass. I know what it is to be lied on. I know what it is to be sold out by your brothers. I know what it is to be a slave. I know what it is to be a servant in the house of rich Potiphar. I know all that. I know what it's like to be in prison. I know what it's like to be a con man. Are you understanding? I know, I know because of the negative things that I've been through. And I want to tell you, when I heard your testimony this morning, I wanted to bind your testimony because you was all in my word. <laughs> How God will use the negative things in your life. How God will use a little menial task in your life to propel you into your destiny. God's got something great for somebody in this place. And you wonder why you've been going through the hell you've been going through. Well, I come to tell you this morning, it's just a test. And because you have endured the test, he's going to give you the testimony. When I look back over my life and I see how good God has been to me, I've got a right to testify. It's only because of his grace. I'm Joseph. Oh my God, I'm Joseph. Oh, I'm not no rich kid that comes out of this. I'm a kid that come out of hard times. I've come out of difficult times. I've come through many dangerous toils and snares, but the Lord has brought me, and I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me now. Jesus. And for somebody, I'm preaching prophetically that as God takes you to that next level, don't you forget God. God's going to do some things for you real good. He's going to bring some contracts in your direction. He's going to open up some doors for you now. But you can't get beside yourself because you've got to remember the hard times. You've got to remember the tears. You've got to remember the pain. You've got to remember the suffering. And you said, God, I said, if you bless me, I will bless you back. If you do it for me, I'm going to do it for you again. Now, God, thank you. Oh, I feel the spirit of Joseph walking up in this place. That I am Joseph. Oh, God. So what you're going through, look at it a little different. The tears that you're crying, you're crying tears of sorrows, tears of pain, tears of difficult. But God knows he's going to take those tears and they're going to be tears of victory, tears of joy, tears of blessing. Said, I can't believe he brought me this far. I can't believe, look what the Lord has done for me. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy with joy you draw waters out of the wells of salvation 
do you see it? I'm Joseph. Okay, Joseph. And because you told me what's going to happen, you're second in command. Nobody's going to walk in Egypt or talk in Egypt unless they do it through you. You are second in position. Only thing I want to know is what comes before me. But I'm putting everything in your care. Listen to this. Joseph has a record. Joseph has a past. Joseph is an ex-convict. Joseph has the rap sheet that many people would not hire. Joseph does not have the credit score, but God's going to reverse some things and put you in a position. He's going to make you the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. I'm Joseph. He walked like he was in charge even when he was just 17. But look now, this is 30. He's at age 30. So from age 17 to age 30, you're talking about a 13-year period of going up and down, prisons and pits, difficulty and trials. So I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you've been going up and down, up and down. Because God was preparing you for the best of time, for the worst of time. He was bringing you out. So once you are delivered, you can help somebody else get through their dilemma. Joseph said, look, the reason I can tell you seven years is coming, seven years are good and seven years are bad because I've been through the bad. And now God said, Joseph, because you weathered the storm, I'm going to give you the good. You've been through the storm. And so God blessed Joseph, put him in charge, give him the promotion. Joseph ascends to the throne, takes his power, get in his rightful place. And Joseph has the wisdom that when things are good, I'm going to bank it. I'm going to store it up. I'm going to store up the corn. I'm going to, I'm going to, empty, I'm going to fill these barns. I'm going to fill every place we've got a space. I'm going to stack it. I'm not going to eat all the profit. I'm going to stack Stack it up. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't eat it all up. Bank it. Stack it up. Because when hard times come, and Joseph knew that hard times was coming, he even knew that it would be seven years of hard time. How will Joseph be able to survive seven years of hard time? Because God has given him a blessed season. Do you hear me? During your blessed season, you've got to prepare so when the hard times come, you can survive. There was corn nowhere else. Two years into the hard time. We have did the seven years of the good season, so 30, 37, and now two years into the hard time. So he's at 39, approximately age 39, great, he hit 40 years old. Joseph is standing in the present, and here coming down to Egypt, is his brothers the same boys that sold him out the same boys that laughed at him when he was a child the same boys that just caused him to go to prison to go to the pit to go through so many negative things and when you see your brothers the first thing that should come to your mind is that the reason I'm in this place is because of what you did to me come on now I'm talking about some things that you don't want to talk about the generational curses the things that you have done in my life that's the first thing that should come to your mind the negative things that your brothers 
brothers and sisters had done to you. But notice Joseph. When Joseph see his brothers, he think about the place that he's in. Yes, you did negative things to me, but God took the negative and turned it around so much so that it's a blessing. It has blessed me. My negativity has blessed me. My struggles have blessed me. My difficulties have blessed me. And it put me in a place that not only has it blessed me, not only because I've gone through what I've gone through, has blessed me, not only has it changed my mind and given me a positive attitude, but it put me in a place that I'm a father to Pharaoh. I bless Pharaoh. I bless the one that's in charge of everything. God's going to put you in a position so you can bless somebody else. But not only did he bless Pharaoh, he blessed all of Egypt. When there was food nowhere else, you can go to Egypt. Come and eat in Egypt. You can eat in Egypt. You may not can eat where you are, but you can come to Egypt. And sure enough, you're able to eat. And here come his brothers to buy corn. They come under the pretense of just getting corn. And when they get there, Joseph see them. And Joseph said, my, 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 look what the Lord has done. I know some of you, you, you would say, look what the cat has drug in. <laughs> I can hear some of your minds say, here is my opportunity yes. to get you back. But you know, when God bless you the way God is going to bless you, that's not even on your mind striking back. I just want to find somebody that I can bless. I just want to find somebody that I can share the goodness of the Lord with. That I can tell you how good God's been to me. Here it is. It's sad that you are so blessed that you got to, you can't tell it. God has blessed you so much. Child, Lord, if they found out I got that much of a promotion, oh yeah, I got the new car, but I got to hide the new car. I just ride the hoopty to church. And I keep the new car parked in the garage because if the saints really knew how blessed I was, it doesn't make sense. We should be able to stand up and testify, look what the Lord has done for me. Come see what the Lord has done. And I'm not talking about this showy, show-off, arrogant, conceited, can't touch me. No, 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 no. That's not where I'm talking about. I'm just talking about walking in the blessings of the Lord. I'm talking, I'm Joseph. And because I'm Joseph, certain things just happen for me. Doors just open up. Ways are just made for me. Because of who I am, I'm Joseph. Oh God. So Joseph's brothers come. And when his brother come, we see here in the scripture, his brothers are coming before him. Then Joseph could not refrain himself. Verse chapter 45, verse 1. Before all of them that stood by him. And he cried, cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him. While Joseph made himself known unto his brothers. The last time we saw you, you were in a pit. We had stripped your coat. We were giving you to the Midianites, the slave traders, and they were carrying you off down the dusty road. That was the last time we saw you. But look at Joseph now. You don't look like where I left you. And saints, if the truth be told, the many things that you've gone through, you don't look like what you've been through. I tell you, 
Oh my God, I feel like shouting right in this house. Through the drugs, the alcohol, the indiscretion, the craziness, the partying, the lewdness, all the food. You don't look like you've been through all that. That's right, I don't look like it. But if you could only peep my card and know what I've gone through, I don't look like what I've been through because I've been dipped in the blood of Jesus. He washed me, cleansed me, purged me, made me whole again. No, I don't look like it, but I am Joseph. I look at you, you look like Pharaoh. You're tall, dark, you're handsome. You're dressed in the finest of clothes. Look at your shoes, look what you're wearing. You look like an Egyptian. You talk like an Egyptian. You walk like you some blessed man of God, some blessed Egyptian. Saints, when people look at you, they say, you? And you gotta say, yeah, it's me. I'm Joseph. No, 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 no. You, you don't look like what God has done for you. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither into the hearts of men the good things that God has prepared for them that love them. But to you will believe. He's revealed and he's showed himself. So Joseph, yeah, okay, come on. He's crying. Get everyone out. He makes himself known. He's got to take off his mask. And let me just talk about that. Oh God, my time is up. The mask, the mask that we wear. We put a mask on our face so you can't see the real me. Oh, Mary Kay works wonders. <sighs> but you can't see the real me. Uh-huh, I've got one of those masks on. So when I put the mask, I can come out and I can be whoever I want to be in front because you don't know the real me. You know how they do it on Halloween. They put those masks on to disguise them. Joseph had on a mask. But if you take away the mask, deep down inside, he was Joseph. Joseph to the bone. Blessed to the bone. And sometimes through our party and our indiscretion, it's only a mask that we put on because deep down inside of us, we are a child of God. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he shall not, he will not depart from it. It's only a mask. The thing that you're doing is just a mask. The places that you're going that you should not go is just a mask. The things that you're saying that you should not say is just a mask. And Joseph had on that mask. His brothers couldn't tell who he was. He really looked like Pharaoh. He was in the place of a Pharaoh. They were in a strange land. But he wept aloud. And the Egyptian in the house of Pharaoh, they heard him crying. They heard him weeping. And Joseph said unto his brother, I am Joseph. But all this time you've been talking, you were talking in the Egyptian language. You had your language changed and you're telling me I'm Joseph, but let me make it plain. So he spoke in Hebrew and he said, I am Joseph. Oh my God. I'm that same little kid from Southeast Washington that you grew up with. I am Joseph. I'm the same one that ran the streets with you. I'm the same one that partied with you. I am Joseph. But you don't look like it. That's because I've been redeemed. I've been saved. I've been washed. I've been changed. Uh, does my father yet live? And his brothers could not answer him. He said, I am Joseph. And they stood with their mouths dropped. Their eyes big as saucer. And they said, come again. Excuse why? 
uh, say it again? Did I hear you right? You're who? He said, I am Joseph. And the first thing that went through those brothers' mind, we are dead ducks. We're dead men walking. Our head's about to roll. It's trouble in the camp now. If he's Joseph and I'm the one that did this to him, I'm in trouble now. But you've got to understand I'm in another place. I'm at another level. Later for that petty foolishness, God has taken me to a whole nother level. Joseph said unto his brother, come near to me, I pray you. And they came near with fear and trembling, I might add. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother. I'm going to identify with you. I am your brother whom ye sold into Egypt. He said, now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves uh -huh, that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. So everything that you went through, it was for a reason to bring you to this point today so you can help somebody else. I am Joseph. Joseph is the savior of his family. And for many of us, we are the savior of our family. God has baptized us in Jesus' name. He has filled us with the gift of the Holy Ghost so we can save our family. Our family can come out of Egypt and be saved. Oh, bless his name. He says, now, therefore, don't be grieved. Don't be angry with yourself that you sold me. For God did send me before you to reserve life. For these two years have the famine been in the land. And yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earnings or harvest, earring or harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you. God see the future. God wants you to prosper. He want to position you so that when things flip as they are flipping, you will not suffer like others are suffering. That even in the midst of troubling time, you'll be able to eat every day. You'll be able to survive every day. I used to wonder how my mother was able to feed eight kids, but now I understand why we had the rice and the chicken mixed together. Now I understand why the meals were sometimes beans and cornbread. Now I understand because now I can understand how you can feed a family of eight under five bucks. Good old pot of beans and some cornbread. And we went to bed full every night. Yes. Are you listening to me? You say, I'll never eat that. Watch what you say. Watch what you say. You better come on here to Bible class and learn some of these strategies that we're learning how to deal with life and all of its things. I know you got it going on, and I'm glad. And give me your address too, by the way. But when hard times come, Will you be like Joseph, able to survive? Yes, I'm going to be able to survive, but will you be able to bless someone else? Do you see it? I'm talking about somebody who did you wrong. Will you be able to help them? Because they've eaten up all of their corn. They've spent up all their money. They're at wit's end and don't know what to do. But God has given you a plan. God has given you a strategy to save the next generation. I am Joseph. You've just heard Bishop Ronald Frazier with a powerful message. 
If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, feel free to drop by our website, www.ChristChurchInc.org. We're also on Facebook at ChristChurchInc and Instagram at Christ underscore church underscore INC. Winning the World for Christ was produced by Sando Savant Media. Music is provided by the O'Neill Brothers Group. You can find more of their wonderful music at www.oneillbrothersgroup.com. We thank you for listening to today's message and truly hope that it was a blessing to you. Tune in next week for another great word. Until then, have a blessed week.